Welcome to the MPC Podcast. I am Tim W. Gill, pastor of Medora Pentecostal Church, and I'm thrilled that you've joined us today. Here at MPC, we are committed to bringing hope and building lives. One way we do that is through this podcast. Thank you for listening, for sharing and reviewing what we do here. It is our desire to connect with you, and you can find us on Facebook, or you can find us at our website, medorachurch.com. It is our prayer that today's message inspires you, encourages you, and that the kingdom of God is advanced in your life. Let's get right to the word of the Lord today. Praise God. It's great to be here worshiping the Lord with you. Amen. I I, I want to direct your attention today to the book of Hebrews chapter 4, verse 1. Then we'll be jumping from verse 1 down to verse 11 in this text. I want you to repeat after me, Lord, help Pastor Gil. I need his help today. I want to bring to you something that is burning in my heart and battling in my spirit. Um... If you were at camp, I preached a segment of what I'm going to be talking about today. But here's what I feel. I know that this morning and this evening will be the same message. We call it a series, but it's another segment of this to share with you what the Lord is dealing with me. Tonight we will be having in our service a season of prayer. We will be partaking of communion and washing of feet. And remember, if you have not, if you did not hear Tuesday's lesson, go back and listen to it on the podcast or online and listen to that to understand the importance of what we do in that custom. It's really about our heart toward each other. It's really about our heart towards each other. Somebody in this service tonight in the water is going to let some things go in the Holy Ghost. I got an all right and a hand wave. I said, somebody tonight, if you will be willing, you're going to be able to let some things go. Some feelings, some hurts, some emotions, some wounds, some bitterness. You're going to let it go tonight in the name of Jesus. So let's go to the book of Hebrews chapter 4, verse 1. Let us therefore fear, lest a promise being left us. Lest a promise. Everybody say, I got a promise. I've got a promise. That has been left us of entering into his rest. Any of you should seem to come short of it. I don't know about you. I, I, I'm too messed up. I need every promise I can get. I need every promise. I can't afford to come short. I need the promises of God. Verse 11, Hebrews 4. Let us labor, therefore, to enter into that rest 
lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief. For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow, and is the discerner, is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Neither is there any creature that is not manifest in his sight, but all things are naked and open unto the eyes of him with whom we have to do. Can I just remind you in the outset of this message today, there's someone, there is a God of glory that sees all. You can't hide it. You can't pretend your way out of it. You can't fake your way out of it. He sees all. He knows the intent of our heart. We are deceived by our heart, but he knows our heart. And so today, I want to talk to you about passing over. And in this segment of passing over, I want to talk about moving toward maturity. Passing over, moving toward maturity. Heavenly Father, how we need you today, Lord, in this study. How we need you in this service, Lord. I pray, God, that what you've laid upon my heart, Lord, would first of all enter through me. Help me, Lord Jesus, to embrace it to my own person. Father, I need you, Lord, and I need to, I need to be more mature than what I am. God, let me grow, Lord, by your word. Let your word pierce my heart and let me, Lord Jesus, see, dear God, what you see in me that I might be healed, cleansed, set free, and pass over in Jesus' mighty name. Let everybody say amen. amen. Praise God. Somebody turn to your neighbor and tell them, I intend to pass over. God bless you. You can be seated. When I was a boy, we, my aunt and uncle had an in-ground pool that I would go and spend days with my cousins swimming. It was a round pool. It was deeper in the middle, shallower on the edges. I learned how to swim in that pool. But one of the things we would do is that we would start making a, a, what we call a whirlpool. We'd just start walking around the edges and get that thing going and going and going. And we would like to do one of two things. First of all, we would like to try to go against that. Go against that. It's like being in a river that's just rushing and you're, you're marching in, in quicksand, as it were, trying to, trying to go against the stream. The other thing you do is you just lay back. If you could float, amen, and, 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 and even as a boy, I had enough girth that I could float pretty well. And so I just float around that edge looking up at the trees, watching that. It was so, so cool. Well, there is a, a force today. There is a mighty moving force that is pushing and rushing around us. It is the culture of the age we live in. And you and I are either going to have to make the decision to stand still and then float with it, 
or we're going to have to push against the stream. We're going to have to push against the culture. We're going to have to push against the tide of which we are facing. You and I are readily aware that the culture in America is in a transition. And it's not just like a river, it's like a flood. And, and no one stands still in this present age. We will either flow with the tide or we will stand against the tide. Amen. This is not the time where believers can simply coast. Do you realize how blessed we were in the, in the years of, uh, around, you know, from, 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 from the revivals of the, of the 40s and the 50s and the 60s and the 70s, uh, uh, the times of which I grew up in, in the, in the 70s and the 80s, it, it, it was such a revival sense that was happening in America, and we thought we had it rough, but it was nothing like we have right now with the tide pushing against us. It used to be in the in the corner and behind the scenes and subtle and 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 and, and sneaky that there would there be a push of the enemy of our soul against our life. But today it's 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 in front of us. Amen. We will either stand against the tide or we will float with the culture that is anti-Christ, anti-God, amen, with the mindset of apostasy and falling away. We either move in maturity towards the king and his kingdom or we will be moved towards apostasy and idolatry. There is no middle ground in this hour that we're living. There is no average Christian time in, in 23. There is no place where you could be kind of in and kind of out. There is no moment at this time where you can say, I kind of like God, and I'll go to church on Sunday morning, and I'll shake the preacher's hand, and I'll go through the motions. We either are going to stand against the tide of the enemy, or we'll move with it. Well, I'm safe here in Medora. We don't have it like New York. I'm safe here in Jackson County. We don't have it like they have it in Chicago. Maybe not at this moment. But the same devil that is fighting in Chicago is fighting in Jackson County. The same tempter that is fighting against your mind in New York City is fighting against the mind of those today. It is the pressure. It is the pressure. It is the pressure of the enemy to try to make us feel like that we are defeated and that we ought to quit, that we ought to throw up our hands, amen, and just simply float with the tide. It's too tough. It's too hard. But I want to tell you, God has got a plan for for you and I to pass over this mess. This book called the book of the Hebrews or the writing to the Hebrews was written to just that. It was written to a group of believing Jews who understood the history of the Hebrews and the operation of the old covenant. It has a lot of references to the law has a lot of references to priest and sacrifice and, and showing the difference between Christ and, and, and Aaron and, and between the sacrifice of Christ and the sacrifices of the Old Testament. But these Hebrews in this particular writing was facing a very similar time. 
They were facing a difficult situation. They were dealing with persecution and rejection from both culture and family. Some had been imprisoned. Some maybe even given their life for the faith that they had. They were in a world of antagonism and and hostility and adverse environment. They were pushing against the stream of their day. They were facing the same question that you and I face today. Do we keep pushing? Do we keep going? Amen. In this difficult time, is it worth it? Is it worth it? Is it worth it? Is it worth it? Being a Christian has become increasingly tough, even in good old America. Amen. But for those Hebrews, they were facing such a harsh upstream current pushing against them, following Jesus, amen, didn't make it easy for this Hebrew group. Was it worth it? There are three primary things that are listed in the book of Hebrews as the main elements. Number one is the preeminence of Christ. Everybody say he's number one. Also, it is the perseverance of of us in Christ. It is the preeminence of Christ, the perseverance in Christ, and then he also deals with those who defect from Christ or rebel from Christ. Let us focus on the perseverance part. The perseverance message is that in Christ, you can keep going. In Christ, you can progress. In in Christ, you don't give up. In Christ, you could push forward even when the obstacle is tough. Amen. In Christ, you can keep your faith. It talks about running the race. Amen. Wherefore, we need to lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily beset us. The writer in Hebrews says, and run this race with perseverance, with diligence, with patience, with persistence. Can I tell you, in 23, you and I have better make up our mind. I'm all in for Christ. I am all in. I will push toward him. I will go toward him. No matter how, how strong the tide, no matter how much culture pushes against it, I will go toward him. God's promises have always dealt with a progressive, moving, growing people. The Word of God tells us that that in the very beginning, in Genesis chapter 1 and verse 27, so God created man in his own image, and the image of God created he him, male and female created he them, and God blessed them, and God said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it. Go out and subdue it. Go out and build it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moveth on the earth. God said to humanity, he said to our first parents, Adam and Eve, go out, be fruitful, push, progress, Move. God is looking for a people that will faithfully push their way forward, advance his kingdom, amen, subdue and lead a life of dominion. God's purpose is for us to grow, for us to improve, for us to mature. God has created us in such a way in the church today, in the New Testament, is that we are to go. 
He said, go into all the world. We are to go and conquer. We are to go and overcome. We are to go, go and grow. We're not to go and be bound. We're not to just simply sit and be overcome by carnality. We're not just simply uh, to be part of a church and, and be born again and then suck our thumb as if we want the Lord to give us our bottle every day. But we're to mature. Everybody say mature. The calling to the very first Hebrew, Abraham, was to go. God told him, I want you to leave Ur the Chaldees. I want you to leave your, your pagan roots. Amen. I want you to leave your pagan roots. And I want you to go. I don't know exactly when it happened. But at some moment while he was there, faith come alive in Abraham. And faith says, I'm leaving this pagan practice of Ur the Chaldees. I'm leaving Babylon because that's exactly what it was. I'm leaving Babylon and I'm going to where I do not know. I'm going to follow the leading of the Lord. That's faith. That is faith. Brothers and sisters, God wants to take us from one point. He wants to show us how to go from a point where we are bound, where we are in trouble, where we are overcome, where we are constantly discouraged, where we are in a place that our life is a mess and he wants us to go from there, amen, to where he has a land of promise for us, a land of rest, if you please, a land where we can say, I am free, I am free. In Genesis, it tells us in Chapter 14 and verse 13, that Abraham is called for the first time the Hebrew. The Hebrew. His descendants then became known as the Hebrews. Everybody say Hebrews. Hebrews comes from the word abar, the, the Hebrew word abar. Hebrew is derived from the verb abar, which means to, to pass over from point A to point B. It means that you've got a starting point uh, and then you've got a destination. Amen. There's a lot of people that want a starting point with God, but they don't realize that God has got a, a destination as well as a starting point. Uh, God doesn't just want you to, you and I to be born again. He wants us to grow up. He wants us to grow up. He wants us to improve and grow. Mm. Praise be to God. Is my buddy in here? Is Waylon, is he here? What's he doing? Let me just show you something right now. This is no longer a baby. It's a chunk. Right? This is a chunk. It's my buddy. How you doing, buddy? Doing all right? Yeah. How, how big was he when he was born? Six pounds, 11 ounces. Lord have mercy, he's not that, not, not, not that now. So when Waylon was born, he was born six pounds, 11 ounces. If a month later he was still six pounds, 11 ounces, if six months later he was still six pounds and 11 ounces, you would think that something wasn't right because he was designed to grow. He's designed to improve and get bigger. Now, now he's he, he not running a race right now, but you give him a few months and you won't be able to keep up with him. 
He's almost at that point where he's walking. Amen. And the Lord uses the analogy and the understanding that we're to be born again as newborn babes. We're to be born again. Amen. For a while, all he had was formula and milk. That's all he had. What's he eating now? Looks like the house. So, so you've got a, a young baby that comes along and he starts eating and he starts growing and he starts stretching. He starts learning things and, and he starts, to, boy, you're so good. You're a perfect illustration. <clears throat> but do you see that if he had stayed the same until he was five years old, then something abnormal had taken place. Thank you, buddy. But... When a, when a baby is healthy, it's going to grow. And when a child of God comes on the scene and is born again, repents of their sins, is buried in the name of Jesus, and is, in, is filled with the Holy Ghost, they have been born again of water and of spirit, as Jesus said. Amen. They may not know and understand everything, but that's okay. They may be 50 years old and still not be very mature spiritually, but God wants us to know that that's not where we end. Amen. When we are born again, when we leave our Ur of the Chaldees like Abraham and we start walking, we are Hebrews. What are we doing? We're marking from one place to another. A Hebrew marches from one place to another. Let me just say we're living in an hour where those that have been born again may have been in ye- have been a Christian for years but they have decided I'm just going to stand here because what I had last year, what I had 10 years ago, what I had 20 years ago what I had 40 years ago is enough for me but that will not work in 2023 there's got to be something that says I'm moving out there will be resistance there will be attack I will have to fight uphill to get it but I'm passing on I'm moving forward Abraham set the bar of what a Hebrew was. You're a Hebrew if you pass over from point A to point B. Amen. They literally called him a Hebrew because he was the stranger who passed from one side to another, from one place to another. Amen. I believe that there ever is a time that MPC is at, that we are in a crucial moment. I speak to a lot of mature uh, uh, believers in this house, but we cannot afford to go back on what we had believed. We cannot afford to go back because there, there will be a tide that will take you. That you say, I'll never stop believing this and I'll never stop doing that. But it's going to take a continual pushing against the tide. A continual, and you're not pushing against people. You're, you're pushing against a world system. Amen. An enemy of your soul that says, I, the devil don't want you to grow up. But God has made a way for you to grow up. Hallelujah. Look at Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 8. Hebrews 11 and 8. By faith Abraham, when he was called out, he was called to go out into a place which he should, after receive for inheritance, obeyed. He was called to go out, and he obeyed. And he went out not knowing whether he went by faith. Somebody say, this is by faith. 
amen, what you push against the, the system of this age and the immaturity of this age is you do it by faith. By faith, he sojourned in the land of promise as in a strange country dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he looked for a city. Amen. He wasn't looking for a friend. He wasn't looking for uh, somebody to hang out with. He wasn't looking for a party to go to. He wasn't looking just simply to feel better. But he looked for a place whose city, amen, whose builder and maker is God. There ought to be something inside it that says, this isn't about me. I am not on this planet earth just about me. I am about my king. And Lord, let me push against the tide. Lord, let me push against the tide. Pass on. Move towards maturity. Abraham was the original Hebrew. By faith, he moved forward. If you're not growing in God right now, if you're not progressing in God right now, it's time to check and see if you're passing over. It's time to check and see, am I reaching into what God has for me or am I stagnant? If I'm stagnant, then I'm probably a lot further behind than I thought. Because the current of the culture will take you further than you want to go. The we are living in the day of apostasy. Don't be deceived. Don't be deceived. We're living in a day where people are falling off left and right. Hey man, let us take what the book says and let us love this book. Let us love the truth that he has revealed to us and say, oh God, I'm pushing against the tide. I know the enemy says quit. I know the enemy he says, give in. Don't preach this anymore. Don't believe this anymore. But oh, I'm going to a city. I'm looking for a better place. I'm looking for a place of promise. I'm looking for a place of power. I'm looking for a place of anointing. I am, I'm going to push my way to maturity. I'm passing over. Now, the book of Hebrews is written to Hebrews. I know that's deep. I'm going to wait and let that sink in. Hebrews. By, by divine distinction, Hebrews were meant to be people that were progressing. That's why they were called Hebrews. And so the, the writer to the book of Hebrews, which a lot of people attribute to Paul, but we really do not know. But he writes in Hebrews chapter 5 and verse 12. For when, for the time you ought to be teachers, you have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles or the oracles of God. He said, and are become such as need milk and not strong meat. I'm telling you, the writer's stepping on their toes right here. He's saying, you should be eating mature things, but I've got to feed you milk because you can't handle mature things. 
He says in verse 13, For everyone that useth milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But strong meat belongeth to them that are of full age, even those who by reason of use may have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. And, 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 and I, I didn't give this scripture, but if you go back to, to verse 11, I'm reading it in the ESV, uh, uh, but if you go back to verse 11, the verse right before verse 12, y'all with me? Come on, somebody say, that's deep, Pastor. But in verse 11, Paul, or the writer of Hebrews says, about this we have much to say, and it is hard to explain since you have become dull of hearing. He said, you can't handle meat when you ought to be able to handle meat. I got to give you milk because you're dull of hearing. Way to win friends and influence people there, writer. But what he was doing is he was dressing an issue. It's that they had been pushing against the culture. They had been pushing against persecution. They had been pushing against people taking their property and people disowning them. They had been pushing against this. And then all of a sudden, somebody says, ah, I'm tired. I'm going to quit that. I'm just going to stop. And he says, listen, what has happened is that you become dull of hearing. You can't get it. You can't get it. You're not getting it through your thick head. Hmm. Anybody got a thick head besides pastor? I got a thick head. It takes some stuff to drill through this old ball cranium sometimes. But, but Paul is saying here, I, I got to explain it to you again because you're dull of hearing. So if you ever go and hear pastor preach a message again, it may be that I need to practice or it may be that God wants to slap us upside our head one more time. One more time. Help us, Lord. But, but, but he says, he said in verse 14 of, of Hebrews 5, he said, but strong meat belongeth to them that are of full age, even those who by reason have used, used have their senses exercised to discern what? To discern good and evil. If you allow your emotions to guide you, it will dilute what is good and what is evil. Your feelings will make you feel like that, that that's really good. Pastor, that, that's how I feel. That's really good. I'm telling you, you got to watch that we don't regress from being meat eaters to becoming milk drinkers again and have to go back. It's time to push against the tide of compromise, of giving up, of surrendering. This is an hour. Oh, I wish I could preach louder than I am. This is an hour where we need more conviction, not less conviction. This is an hour when we need more word, not less word. We need more church, not less church. We need more prayer meetings than we need less prayer meetings. We need a more move of God than we need. Ah, ah, ah. This is eating at my heart. This is eating at my heart today. God's calling us to maturity. And when you're, when you're around mature people, 
it's real easy to think that they're the ones off the deep end. There were times in my life when I would say, I want to be less like Fred Gill. That's my dad. Because my dad was said to be off the deep end. I didn't want to be off the deep end. Brother Keith, I don't want to be labeled that way. But the older I get, the more I say, Lord, help me. Be like him. My dad was sitting in a church talking to a preacher. He was sitting on, on the pew looking this way, and the preacher was in front of him before service. And my dad just talking to this young preacher. And, and the preacher told me this story. He said, he said, my dad was just talking about something, about scripture or whatever. And my dad stops and said, a spirit, and he named a, a, a country in the Caribbean. He named an island in Caribbean. He said, that spirit just walked in the room. Ooh. And that evangelist looked up and he looked up and he saw a young lady walked in who just come from the Caribbean and had her hair done like a Caribbean. See, that's why I don't want to do that. <laughs> you think that's crazy. But here's where we are. We are living in the day where spirits are popping up left and right in the lives of people. And if we're sucking bottles and can't live with just simply dealing with holiness issues and dealing with our tongue and dealing with our mouth and have right relationships. If I can't run, amen, with the, 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 the footman, how am I going to run with the horseman? If I can't handle that, you know what God is saying? I want you to be mature. I, here's the age that we're living in. It is those 11th hour Christians. It is those people that are going to come to God right now that is going to stand up and say, I walk in the mature anointing I'm going to pray and watch, amen, demons be set free. I'm, I'm. This is the hour that we're living in. Look at chapter 6 and verse 1. Therefore, now my, my teachers, bishop, my dad taught me, if it says therefore, you need to go back and see what it's there for, all right? Because it connects the points from what we just read that they were milk drinkers when they should have been meat eaters. He says, therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on. You know what that word means? That the word let us go on, it means to press on, to pass on. To be a true Hebrew, let us go on unto perfection. That word means maturity. Let us go on from being bottle drinkers to meat eaters. Let us go forward where we are seeing things through the eyes of the word and not through the eyes of Hollywood. We are seeing things through the eyes of the word and not a denominal world that half doesn't know anything about the God that we serve. We are seeing things through the eyes of the truth and we're saying this means more to me than anything else in this world. Whether I'm liked, accepted, or not. This means more to me because this is what set me free. This is what brought me out of sin. This is what has healed my body. This is what has touched my head. 
This is the word of God. Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on unto perfection or maturity, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith toward God, of the doctrine of baptisms, laying on of hands and resurrection of the dead and eternal judgment. And this will we do if God permit. Amen. Listen, he's not saying that we're changing the doctrine or we're leaving it and not going back to it. Amen. Nobody this morning came and pulled the carpet back and pulled back the, 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 the flooring and pulled back the floor joists and say, I want to see the foundation. But what we did is that we've got a foundation here. Hmm. Amen. Back back a couple years ago, we had to completely redo and stabilize. So now we can do this. Amen. I'm not worried when I jump up and down right now because I know, Brother Dylan, the foundation that is under here. I know what is under here. And I know it's going to hold me. But I don't go back to the foundation. But now I've got to know the foundation of Jesus Christ is what keeps me. When, it, when, I, when I push forward, I, I, I need to move on. Move on. Grow up. Turn to your neighbor in a kind voice and say, Grow up. Kind voice. Praise God. How many know the world's gone crazy? The world has gone crazy. We don't match crazy with crazy. We match crazy with the truth. Let us go on unto perfection. This is not a time to just simply relax or to throw up our hands and say, what will be, what will be. It's not a time to just simply say, hakuna matata. Those of you that have ever watched that you know what I'm talking about. Like, let's just have a good time. It's not the time. It's a time that we've got to face. This decision is either to pass over to maturity or get sucked back into compromise, worldliness, and confusion. The writer says, we will press on if God permit. Can I tell you what? You and I don't press on Two, God will not permit. He will never go against his word. He will never go against his word. Amen. I know that there would, I'm, I'm talking to some people in this generation right now. This age, you will know exactly what I'm talking about. There was a generation, if the pastor said it from the pulpit, they didn't ask what, why. They just said, we'll do it. Anybody remember that? Remember, that the pastor could say, you can only wear white tennis shoes with orange laces on it. And whoop, we go wear white tennis shoes with orange laces. Now you got to give them Bible references, cultural instances. You got to talk to their doctor. You got to talk to their lawyer. You got to talk to their professor. You got, you know, it's an hour where we need to say, Lord, your word, your word over what the news says. Your word, oh God, over what the world says. I'm going to be Grow up. Grow up. Praise God. Let me just share this for you to think on. 
The Apostle Paul went and visited the church at Corinth around 50 A.D., thereabout. He went and preached to them at 50 A.D. About five years later, later he wrote his epistle to the church at Corinth. And this is what he said to that church. Five, about five years had passed from his first being there, establishing the church, discipling them, teaching them the gospel, amen, from their conversion in 50 A.D. to 55 A.D. 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 1. And I, brethren, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as to carnal, even as unto babes in Christ. I have fed you with milk and not with meat. For with where, hitherto ye have not, you, you were not able to bear it, neither yet now are you able. He said, five years ago, I had to feed you milk, and five years later, I'm having to write you milk. When you should have been grown. What is he saying? If you're five years in the Lord and still on the bottle, something's wrong. Y'all can sit down. If, if, you're, if you're five years in the Lord and not solid on the foundation, something's wrong. Because that church was certainly messed up. Now, the Lord helped them to get back onto the foundation. But he said, five years, you should be eating meat. Do you know how long it was for the Hebrews? It was five years for Corinth, and it was 30 years for the Hebrews. About 30 years transpired from the beginning of the church with the Hebrews and then the writing, amen, to the letter to the Hebrews is about 30 years. If Corinth got their toes stepped on because they were not maturing, then what do you think the Hebrews were doing? Amen. You're 30 years, you should be smarter than this. You should be receiving this. You should know this. Amen. Would to God that this pastor, and I am, would look in the mirror and say, I've been preaching going on a long time. I've been preaching and pastoring here almost 20 years. And besides that, 20 other years that my wife and I worked in ministry. I am 61 years old. I don't know about you. I thought I'd be more mature than this. I thought that I would be further than this. I thought that I would know something. So there's a stirring in this old preacher's heart that says, I'm going to pass on. I'm going to go find a way to get to my mature point. I want to quit just dieting on, on, on little stuff that I need to have help to swallow. But oh God, give me some meat. God, give me some supernatural meat. Let me have a word. Hebrews, live up to your name. You've been in church for 30 years, and, and the writer is saying, I still have to burp your back. I need some help. I've noticed when I hold Waylon, you're not, not as easily uh, uh, disturbed about my preaching. <laughs> it's time to grow up. 
It's time to grow up and quit and let little offenses keep you from, from being in the presence of God because you're upset because Sally and Sycamore and Brother Dingle Shoes, they hurt my feelings. Or somebody said something about me. Go get a steak and quit worrying about it. I'll eat me a steak and let it go. Let it go. Amen. Because what the Lord wants is that there's got to be a time in our life where we can say, that is not going to keep me. I've got too much to push against than to get offended and upset because of Sally Q and Hernandez Boo. I, I got to push against so much. I don't have time. I don't have time, amen, to be sucking a bottle because things don't go my way. Help me preach, buddy. I'm telling you, he's helping me right now. Thank y'all. He's helping because softening some of our hearts to understand, I got to grow up. I'm not just saying you. I'm saying me. I'm saying us. I'm saying we're a church of 110 years. Let's act like it. Let's act like it. Let's reach the lost like never before. Let's love people, win people, uh, love people, win people. Amen. Oh, God, help us to grow up. Uh, oh, thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you, Lord, today. Thank you, Lord, today. Thank you, Lord, today. Oh, come on. Let's talk to him right now. Talk to the Lord in this place. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I'm passing over. I'm passing over. I'm passing over. Hallelujah. 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 How do you pass over? How do you pass over, fast pastor? Get you some personal convictions. Build them for 23, not just for 63. Build them for 23, not just for 2013. Build them for today and say, oh God, I will not be shaken. I will not be shaken because I'm standing on a foundation. I don't have to rebuild again and again and again. Somebody posts something on Facebook, it's not gonna throw me for a loop. I see somebody talk about how that you shouldn't tithe. I've been tithing long enough to understand that God said it was a blessing principle, so I'm not gonna listen to that. I, 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 I see people saying, you know, you don't have to go to church. I'm sorry, I've been going to church since I was a boy. Amen, get ready, go to church. It's something that I love. It's been a blessing and not a hindrance. Hallelujah. Uh, I'm off my notes, Holy Ghost help me. A lot of people today are talking about I've had a I've had church hurting. This people have hurt, this church has hurt me and this church has hurt me. First of all, who told you that? Amen. Who told you that? Did that come from somebody telling it to your face? Or was it somebody that told you, that told you, that told you, that told you? We get so upset over things that nobody ever really told us, but we think they told us because we've heard it from 35 degrees. <clears throat> Praise God. Anybody got a bottle? Oh, look at here. Look, look at this one. Can I borrow that just for a minute? Just take it right out of her mouth. Oh, there we go. Thank you. You should have seen her face. It's like a lot of Christians. 
you taking that from me? You pulling that from me? Dear Lord, you're 30 years old in the kingdom. You should get rid of this. Start picking up this. Oh, y'all helping me way too much now. You're helping me way too much. I better be quiet. Mm. Praise God. This is maturity right here. This is what I think about maturity. You know, he'll try anything. When it comes to electronics, when it comes to doing something, he told me about something that he wanted to do. You know, he said, I want to be able to watch my cardinals and do this and kind of that. How do I do that? And I'm, <clears throat> Tiff, I didn't turn it over to you. I just will we'll help you out some way. <clears throat> be mature. Be mature. Stand with me, please. I'm coming back to this tonight because there is a tie-in between entering the rest and communion. There's a tie-in in Scripture between whether we go into our promise, whether we pass over or we don't. Amen. Can I tell you that don't base your relationship, oh God, on people. People will, will mess up. People will take three steps forward and four steps back. Let God work with them. I've got to do what the Lord says, and that is to follow after him. First of all, I've got to be born again. If you've never been born again, there's a new birth waiting for you. The old will be passed away. To repent of your sins is to simply just say, I'm, I'm going in a different direction. I'm going to think differently. I'm tired of this old thinking that the world has pressed against me and my mind is pressed against me, so I repent. I repent of my sins. I repent of what I did. I turn and I face God. And I'm buried in his name. Then I come out in the newness of life with the infilling of the Holy Ghost, with the evidence of speaking other tongues. That's what God has for everybody. And then after that, Savannah, if God wanted to, he could just zap us out of the water. He could have just taken us out of here. But that's not what he wants. What he wants is he wants mature kingdom Christians to live a life before this world and to stand against the tide, to stand against the culture. Hallelujah, because there's one more soul that needs to be saved. There's one more person that needs to be saved. God, help us today. Help us. Is there anybody here right now that would say with pastor, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to grow up a little bit right now. I'm deciding right now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mature a little bit. Uh, I, I'm going to look at some areas of my life that I've compromised, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to grow up a little bit. I'm, I'm, I'm going to get off of the bottle, and I'm going to take, Lord, I want some meat. Lord, I need some meat today. I, I, need, I need the strength of, Lord, what is your depth? I, I want what is deep. I need to understand what is deep in you. Help us to mature. Anybody here see their need for maturity? Come on and step out and come to the front and stand here. Maybe you've never been born again. Today is your day. Today is your day to be born again of water and of the Spirit. Hallelujah. Today is your day to be set free. Oh, glory be to God. Thank you, Lord. I'm going to pass over. I'm going to pass over. I'm going to my next place with you. Lord, I'm going to pass over. I'm going to grow in maturity. Lord, I praise you today. Lord, I praise you today. Lord, I praise you today. Lord, I bless your name, oh God.
Let me, let me just tell you, if the word doesn't stir your heart like it once did, you need to pass over. Amen. If there's not a conviction pulling and tugging at your heart, you need to pass over. If there is, there is a want to leave and, and a want to just simply depart from God, you need to pass over. Make it up your mind today. I want what God has for me. I need what God has for me. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. I'm growing up. Lord, forgive me, Lord, for when I've had the chance for me, Lord, and I took bottles. Lord, let me, let me grow up, oh God. Let me grow up, oh Lord, in you. Father, we're walking in a day where we've got to face the enemy. We're facing the enemy in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, I take authority in my life, Lord, over my mind. I take authority, Lord, in my life over my relationships, God. I take authority in the name of Jesus over the battles that have plagued my soul. Lord, I want to go to the next level. Hallelujah. Do not settle. Do not settle for the status quo. The current will take you further than what you thought. Do not settle for the status quo. Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening to the MPC podcast. We trust that today's message has inspired you, encouraged you, and strengthened you in the Lord. We would like to invite you to join us again by simply subscribing to our podcast, and we encourage you to write a review if it has been a blessing to you. Again, you can find us at medorachurch.com to learn more about our ministry.